Blake Law of Blake Law Studios, and you are listening to Fluffy D.O.G., a 40K lore podcast. Make sure to check out and support us at Blake Law Studios' Patreon page. Hello and welcome to Fluffy D.O.G. That's Fluffy D.O.G., Fluffy Dog, home of the fluffiest furballs in all of 40K. Now, what is this show? This show is a show that happens twice a month, and we are going to explore different players and communities and their thoughts on the lore, what got them into the faction, and really just the love of the game. And our hope is to share some of the most epic moments of 40K from the eyes of those who love the faction the most. Today, we are delving deep, deep, deep into the world of the Dark Eldar, or the Jakari, as they have been known to be called. We're going to be talking to one of the greatest Archons in all of the game. I, of course, am talking about Mr. Archon Skari, the king of all of the realm. Hello, everyone. I'm looking forward to Get My Fluff On. Dude, I can't imagine anyone better, and my co-host here will probably agree with me, Mr. Brad Chester. Brad, what you got? I got all the stuff. I'm always excited to talk about pointy ears. You know that. Dude, I'm so excited. Like, I've been looking forward to this episode. Since we conceptualized this show, I was like, Dark Eldar, Scary, done deal. That's who we're getting on. And then I didn't know if he was going to agree or not, and he did. And I'm very excited about it. I mean, this is so crazy because, like, the Dark Eldar have some of the greatest, craziest characters of story. I mean, just the fact that since the fall, because if you don't know, the Eldar are pretty much bound to have their souls eaten by the dark god that they might have done a little too much uh, bad cold, people cold stuff. The thirst, okay? The thirst. The, the dark yeah, Eldar have just been, like, thirsty. Yes, but the thing <laughs> is, is that while their, their brothers and sisters in the craft worlds use the gems to save the souls, the Dark Eldar legitimately slowly lose their life force unless they do terrible things to others. And let's That's talk about what that thing. created. What what? So it all kind of started. Let's start at the beginning here, and you guys can jump in. But basically, the Eldar had so much debauchery, so much just pure lust and everything uh, you could imagine. They shook, they shook some buttholes. We, we mean, there's some weird stuff going on. And they basically created a god. Well, they did create a god. Yep. So not basically, no basic about it. That's where the god Slanesh comes Slanesh. from. Slanesh. And well, so, you know, let's start with the fact that Eldar just feel everything, like, so acutely. Like, if they feel anger, they, like, feel anger. Yeah. If they feel sadness, they, like, feel sadness. Yeah. Their basic like, state super of being, yeah, is unbelievably heightened. That's yeah. They also just live forever, so they'll get into situations where the times in their life where they'll be they get ocd but like times 1000 and that's all they do and it, it's everything though it's not just because what we see in the game is all these aspect warriors and these dark eldar fighters in the the webway uh arena fighters and everybody else cabal but like it goes into every aspect of their life. If you're the greatest muffin maker, you <laughs> freak out and don't do anything else besides that. So, like, is they, there is that a character? Because I would really, really like that to be a character. You know, that's how they win people over: uh, fighting and cupcakes. Is that how they do it? Fighting yeah. and cupcakes? Oh man, yeah. sign me up! You're sign like, me you up get, like cupcakes, like right away. Like Brad Chester, the Phoenix Lord of uh, of muffins. <laughs> I'm the muffin bastard. <laughs> the muffin king. Well, I will say, like, so, like, Dark Eldar themselves, right, they, or Eldar in general, like, if we go 
to the fall or like the at the time of the fall they they were literally created by the old ones as eldar the eldari race to fight the necron tier right mm-hmm. and then once the necron tier turned into the necrons and then they kind of like conquered the galaxy and they fought amongst themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. um the eldar ended up sort of like populating the galaxy in a lot of ways and the galaxy for and they got Million years, and they got real bored because there was not much to do. Like if you live forever, like the Eldar, essentially, they knew that they had the power to create good, and they kind of understood how you know manifestations in the physical realm create an echo in the warp that then sort of manifests God. So you had the God of like Cain, you've got you had the Crone, you had like you know uh, Kegrax, right? Like all these Eldar gods. That they had sort of like worked, created, and kind of like worked with, and they were just getting really bored and dull. And there's a really good book if you haven't read it uh, called Janesar. Fantastic book of the series of the, the Autark or whatever. But in that book, you get to see like like before the fall and like after the fall and like as the 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 aspect warrior shrines are being created. And the reason this is relevant to Dark Eldar lore because we are talking about Dark Eldar, is because it sort of, at that point, it was all interwoven. They were one race. They were one sort of, like, you know, faction. And they decided to be really depraved, and the most depraved... By a long shot, by the way. By a long shot, okay. (laughs) Had to be, had to go into this, like, multi multiverse city i want to call it called Comora, right and it was literally a port city it was like it was literally like tortuga you know like pirate city central no rules like even by eldar standards and if you really wanted to like be bad you would go there and do your bad stuff and it just happened that galactic at a galaxy spanning level, they did so much partying that they birthed Slanesh. Oh, they and this was... broke the sky. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you always win arguments when you're talking to the other because all you have to say is, hey, raise your hand if you didn't break the sky. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that YouTube video that was that kid? He says, I just want to do hood rat things to my friends. This is literally what Dark Eldar is. They were like, so messed up, they made a dark god. Yeah. And the thing is, is the people that made a dark god told the people that are now currently the Dark Eldar, you guys are too weird for us. You have to go somewhere else. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> and, and what's funny is, you know, at a galactic level, you know, and there's this small stuff, like, in Jane's R, there's this really fun lore part where they're at this, like, sports game. And they're just, like, in the arena, but it's not, like, gladiatorial fights to the death they're still like watching sports and they're you know they're having a conversation amongst themselves being like it's so much more fun since they added the rule that you can stab someone you know like like they just like add (laughs) you know it's much more exhilarating when you can stab the person with the ball you know what i mean and it just shows that slow decline into finding the the thrills that would like keep them entertained so they birth a god uh, like almost the entire Eldar race dies, but Kamara is spared this sort of like mass destruction because of the fact they're in the webway. So they're not really in real space, they're not in the warp, they're sort of like this mid-zone, and they don't really get hit as hard. However, yes, Lanesh starts leeching at their souls just consistently. Yeah, so they have the thirst now, so they literally do terrible, terrible things. They have a crazy... And the thing is, is people think of them as just like these... Like no big deal pirates that go get slaves and do terrible things to them. 
some of the oldest, most sinister, most brilliant geniuses are actually part of the Dark Eldar because of the fact that you have people that are thousands of years old, much, much more in some cases. But they've been plotting and scheming against each other for that entire time. So the Mm -hmm. people that are still in existence are these next level, like, I'll give Zinch a run for his money, plotters and schemers. I mean, we'll we'll talk about when we get to some of the characters, but I mean, you've got like, holy crap, I I I shook this guy's hand on Tuesday, twenty-two thousand years ago, because I knew that later on that he was gonna trip over the door handle of this thing. You know, you're just like, what even Well, you read that? like the Path of the Archon, fantastic series of books. Uh, yes, so much they're, they're like that that was the first time we got to sort of dive into Eldar, like dark Eldar culture and dark Eldar sort of like political intrigue and from like their perspective and it was eye-opening to be like you know if a dark eldar archon wants or wants to assassinate another archon they'll send like something like a person they'd literally send they'd like get like send an envoy and they'd probably put a black hole in the envoy's heart or something without the envoy even knowing that there's a black hole in their heart and is designed to go off with the genetic imprint of the archon. Like it will literally only trigger if the like archon touches the like person or whatever. And then it's like black hole explodes. It kills everybody in a room. It's like a little isolated, you know, yes. incident. It's crazy. They're like, it's- so nuts. And the thing is, one of my favorites is the fact that um, don't get captured by the dark out there. Uh, I don't know which is worse, Emperor's Children bring you to chaos or the Dark Eldar, because one of the things that's a big deal with the Homunculus is to have people that they don't like turned into forever living furniture that they have in their home, but you still feel. So they make you a chair. They basically break you down and make you a chair, but you still feel as if you just got all of your bones broken and you just feel like that. Well, forever because you're sentient chair ted and things are not great for you right now oh yeah like even uh in that same book jane's are you know there's no like spoilers to the actual story or whatever but she walks into the the tower of the cabal that she had ties with like thousand years ago she comes back in to like look for the archon to like you know ask the archon a favor she walks in the entire tower is completely like devoid of life except for these dark eldar shaped wind chimes <laughs> like bone wind chimes with sentient heads so it's like and they they just pissed vect off so much that he literally flayed them to the bone made them wind chimes and kept their heads conscious and alive and connected to their bones <laughs> so they they can they just sit there and they're hanging from the walls it's messed up so i'm going to give you my question that i always ask when we do this series but i'm going to give it a pause and say you're not allowed to choose Ezra Bovect because we're going to talk about him because he's so he's literally you know what screw it before i ask you who your favorite character and stories of why i'm going to go into a small brad rant because the entire fluff because Brad, exactly. The fluff <laughs> of the Dark Eldar book, you look at any of the codexes, yep. he is amazing. He literally went from absolutely nothing to ruling over the dark city with he his. He was a slave. He was yes, actually. Yeah. His, his machinations, yeah. he was 
But and not only is he like a legendary badass, but he's also unbelievably brilliant, just scheming and plotting amongst keeping everybody fighting themselves. He took over and he's had control for a while and he doesn't have a freaking model. Well, he has a he has a model. It's just not. Don't roll mind. your eyes at me, Brad. That was great radio right there. <laughs> the giant eye roll in the camera. No one can see that but me. I'm so is, the, is, is he is Vec the is he the vehicle? Is that what the Vec model is? It, we, yeah, he that's Vec have, with his little to, crew of people yep. on this on this old Ravager. Mm-hmm, yep. And he used to have uh they used to have to be able to do two of them because he used to in one of the editions he was actually a yep. passenger on his own vehicle. So yep. if he blew up the vehicle, he would get out and be super pissed. Well then and he also had he wounded anything on a three up. So yes. he and he had super grenades of death, which yes. were like strength ten, like vehicle destroyer, like orbs of destruction. Well, the best is he's wearing a robe. That was one of my yeah. favorite uh, cinematics when you played on the on the board, is that Vec would get out and he would fight something like a Wraith Knight, and his model is him literally wearing like a Saruman robe or something, <laughs> and he just walks over, and he's carrying effectively a stick, and he just beats this like 50-foot <laughs> tall monster up, and you're yeah. like, hey man, did that like, he also gave you a CZ initiative on a 4+. plus. Just yeah, saying. And this was when you could use a CP to re-roll that. So if you wanted to go first, you took him and took yeah. like an alpha strike army. It drives me crazy. We'll go back into his lore after. But he's, I just figured we'd do him separate because he ties into uh, so many stories. Even if you bring the novels and stuff like that, yeah. Vex almost always somehow, he's literally Kaiser Jose. Yep. He's, he, you didn't know he was involved, but he was involved. So. Yep. Besides Vect, tell me who your favorite special character, name character is, and give me some reasons why some stories. They can be either in-game, in novels. Give me anything that makes yeah. it so that you love that character. Okay, so there are two that I love. I'm going to say two because I cheat because I'm a Dark Eldar player. So um, we're going to go ahead and say I love uh, Kara Drulak, which is, who is the Decapitator. Oh, he that's a good the, one. Yeah, he is... Uh, essentially a mandrake lord essentially that rules over Alendrak, who's that's the basically the shadow realm that is uh, sort of spilling into Kamara right now and and the second one is the duke duke sliscus like pirate extraordinaire like, two people that don't have models for us correct. anymore they used to and i played they used both to have of rules and models but they like the pirate like duke sliscus is probably the most He's very flamboyant. He's like a flamboyant pirate. The whole point was for him to come down with his like super crew and just like win the day and like take all the laurels for himself. But I really like the decapitator's lore where he literally like for almost no rhyme or reason, he collects skulls like of important individuals well, across the galaxy. Well, let's, let's back it up for everyone. First off, he's been around since before the Horus Heresy. Two. Yes. Mandrakes are effectively the Dark Eldar boogeyman. Did you see? Did you see the Warhammer Plus animation? Yes. So okay. Much, yes. So in that, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's worth the five bucks for one month just to watch that like forty-five minute video, whatever it was. It was fantastic. It was very, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Now there is a Mandrake in that in that thing, and the way that because like they are a okay. This is how messed up Dark Eldar are. Mandrakes <laughs> are a mix between. Demon and Dark Elder. 
like the offspring of demon dark eldar okay let's just let's just leave it at that okay <laughs> now, <laughs> and, and again they're for these super weird people the mandrakes are their boogeyman they're the they guys are. that they literally live in and out of the warp so they they're both at the same time right and they show up like you know, say Candyman three times in the mirror. You do Just that with Dark the Eldar and a Mandrake they literally shows up. <laughs> phase in and out of shadow. Like, if there's any shadow, a Mandrake could literally just manifest right where that shadow is. And, like, with nothing crazy, just literally appears. Um, yes. Oh, man, they're so crazy. And uh, and he's he's been there alive for almost 8,000 years or so. And he literally just kind of, like, as an assassin, goes in, cuts the heads off and stuff, and goes back. And in one of the, the books of the lore... He was like connecting or sort of placing all the skulls around his like skull throne room, like all facing a specific point in the room, almost like if it was like a puzzle, like a like a puzzle to like open some sort of warp gate or something like a like a ritual that he's been essentially trying to do for like 8000 years. And I think he's he's uh, I wish he had a model. Like the artwork for him is really, like, really cool. It holds up even today. How do you spell his name? Uh, K H E R A D R U A K H. I was going to say the K H at the end is what you really need to know. <laughs> you can semi sound it out from there. Then you're like, yeah, there's some uh, there's some stuff. He's wacky. I mean, his old. People sculpted this model quite a bit on that because he's he's known for I think it's in his uh, if you go into his Warhammer lexicon he just sits on top of a uh, pile of skulls he's just a crazy person I mean and he's been around like you said for forever he also they have like a weird uh, thing on it because he's been listed as being yes exactly that's one hundred percent that's what he is but he's supposedly been around. Either for, they've said it 8,000, but they also said he was around in Horus Heresy. So he's one of those characters, like, you know, shrouded in mystery of where he came from and stuff like that. So it, tell me about Slithkit. Let me tell me about the Duke. Well, the Duke Sliskus is essentially like a Corsair pirate, which, by the way, is really cool that they sort of added Corsairs in. But they're like a whole other race almost of Eldari. Like people, the mixture of Croftworlders and Drukari and Harlequins all kind of together. And they're in for the glory of their names, basically. They just want their names to live on in infamy. And uh, so he's, you know, the, the, you know, Duke Sliskus himself basically is like a, he's got the good drugs, right? So like he's, his <laughs> connections from, his connections from across the galaxy just make him that sort of like, he's the dealer. Right. So historically, fluff wise, like his cabal and his witch cults and stuff just had better access to combat drugs and things like that. And his poison weapons just were better. Like the unit he was with had better poison weapons, which was really, really cool. And um, and he he commanded the Sky Serpents, which is, you know, one like a like essentially a Corsair pirate uh, band. I love that, you know, when you look at his page, I've got two different pages up for Well, I've got 20 pages up when we do this because I never, I refuse to ever be surprised by anybody's lore. But I love the fact that he's listed as an intense megalomaniac amongst even <laughs> Dark Eldar who only care about themselves. Yeah, uh, He did a dupe, uh, was it a short story actually? He duped uh, Lucas the Trickster. 
who's just in, in I guess famously or infamously known as just a, a plotting, but he, he's also known for, against the space wolves who aren't known exactly. I'm a huge space wolves fan, but they're not exactly known for their their trickery. So Lucas the trickster being uh, their top trickster guy isn't exactly. They're setting the bar low. That's like saying you're taller than me. <laughs> I gotta say that uh, my favorite part of this show is googling people's favorite characters and then seeing the crazy conversions people have done on Google. I highly recommend anytime you listen to one of these, just do that because you see crazy things. You know, I people used to make some super amazing Baron models because the Baron gave you. Uh, did Baron give you a reroll on the forum? Um, uh, no, one. no. His his rule was his his unit. Um, had um, had a three plus poison, so you put him in a trueborn unit or with shard carbines. He was, he was hitting, wrong. and yeah, and he so and you wanted to basically like deep strike him in in a raider filled with trueborn and just like nuke something with their poison three plus weapons, which just were really really good. And then he made your combat drugs better, basically, and uh, something like that. That was yeah. So the duke was really fun. He was like more of a like if I wanted to run like an archon. I used to run him just because I really liked that Trueborn unit, just with this like festooned with all these fancy weapons coming down and just doing all the work. And it was like a chunk of points in terms of gameplay. But it was just, I love that idea of like the flamboyant Duke coming down at like the ninth hour being like, it's because of me that we won this battle. <laughs> the fancy boy. Yeah. Fancy boy. Look. He's a fancy yeah. lad for sure. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it'd be really cool. Like I'd love to convert him out of like the um, um, the blade master from the Inari. What's his name? The yes. guy that has like the big cloak or whatever. Like with the cool like ornate the, arm. The, the Viscoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. It, 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 this is a totally separate. But Dark Elder are part of that storyline with the mm-hmm. Inari being. But is there cool ever? Model. I was just want to say, has there ever been a better model that gets? Never ever played. Basically, uh, he looks cool. He's staring at me from the shelf. With he's like right next to my Vect model. Well, he also becomes other. That model I feel has been so many other models. You're like, yeah, I used this model for this Archon for this. Uh, Actually, fits his lore though, right? Because he's been like all over the galaxy. True. Like he's definitely been like you know he's been a Corsair pirate. He's been a, he's kind of like followed. Um, um, uh, if rain around, like you know, so so here I'm gonna go to before go, you right, wait, uh, I gotta, I gotta uh, say one thing maybe. that Mandrake character is the coolest character of any character we've talked about on any of our shows. I just looked him up, he is freaking awesome, and I am literally a nightmare. <laughs> he is the boogeyman, he literally he is like He's, if you were blah, trying blah, to talk to children not to do something, you say that he will show up and kill them if he doesn't, if you're not good, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a really fun model to convert because you could get that like skull, you know, like the pile of skulls you could buy off GW. You get that, you build a mountain, and you just put a like a man, like a mandrake with like multiple arms well, on with it. With three D printing now, somebody could just make this model and look. You know, what I mean, like just like render a model like this that just looks like the artwork, and I would, I would please send me one. I want one. <laughs> I want to paint it. Um, I will say though, like he uh, just did lore wise, he's like one of the only characters or i think one of the only things that vect could not mess with yeah because he has no word well the the best part of it is can't mess with him because he doesn't care about anything he doesn't own technically anything he's just somewhere out there (laughs) (laughs) terrifying yes being scary as hell again he's kaiser sose again so yeah well that's Vect, but he's doing he's the assassin of kaiser sose uh 
So I'll go to my two-part question for you. One, okay. uh, parts A and B. One, what is your favorite unit? And give me some stories of why. But yep. two, coupled in that, what unit, it doesn't have to be your favorite unit, but what unit is the face, the bread and butter of a Dark Eldar army on the table in 40k? Like the thing that when you think Dark Eldar, you need to have this in your army, or to you it doesn't, it isn't, doesn't feel like a Dark Eldar army. Uh, that's a great question. Okay, so the, my favorite unit ever since I started playing the game has to be my Incubi. Ah, uh, I knew you were going to say Incubi. I knew it. Because <laughs> they are just total badasses. Okay, like they just go around, like their job is murder. Okay, their job is protection and murder. And they're crazy loyal. So in a, in a, in like a culture where everyone will stab you in the back. You know, having like some uh, uh, sort of like a faction that you can literally hire out and they don't break their contracts. I mean, they are like loyal to the death, you know? And like, they're literally, is, they will sit here and fight until everybody else is. <laughs> yes, they will die before their contract. And that's like, first of all, like lore wise from a Dark Eldar perspective, I want a good, like, block incubi got my back, you know, first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> and gameplay-wise, ever since I played them in, like, third edition, the one thing people would ask is, where are your incubi? You go, this raider right here. Or back in the day, you didn't even have to tell people what transports yeah, they just popped they had out. what. They just popped out of one of the transports, you know, that you had d- decided which one was, you know, but when you had to start telling people where they were, like, that was a question. Where are the incubi? This one. And people just, like, would be so focused on trying to kill that it's one thing. Because they've been badasses since the beginning. Yeah, the, since the I beginning, think that, that's just been very, good. There's very few units that have been good in every edition. They've been good in every every edition since third edition, going on seven editions. Right, like they have been good. Even though Dark Eldar as a faction has been pretty crap sometimes, Incubi have been good. That's and, good though. Uh, They're an awesome model. The best yeah. model in the range, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, they're so cool. The posability is great. Anyway, the, the hobbying perspective is great. But they just have their shrines. They're like a like a twisted image of their their craft world cousin like aspect shrines. You know what I mean? They're like the you know, they're just like the ironic like mirror image of it, which I think is kind of sad, but also like a dig at like Eldari culture, but also like murder. And they're just really cool. So going to the second part, what unit you're on the board right now. You're looking at a Dark Eldar army. You get sent a list. You see it on the table. What has to be there? What is the the go-to Dark Eldar unit? Doesn't matter if they're good or not right now. You you just that's what you think of when you think Dark Eldar yeah. armies. Yeah, I we're gonna say the Raider, just like the Raider, just an iconic transport. It could be Raider, could be Venom, but if you're if you're playing a Dark Eldar army with no sort of transports, it feels weird. It looks weird. Like you can kind of do the or the horde of racks or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But if you don't have like some sort of transport, it's like you're I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's funny because all the fluff in the books in the books and the uh the codexes and the novels and stuff like that, yeah. 
Like they open up all the time when the dark elder come in, and a lot of times they'll they'll come out of the sky because they're known as raiders. A lot of times, dark elder fight for their own particular purposes. A lot of times they, you know, the craft worlds that you know have Eldred and everybody else trying to push the galaxy in a certain place. You know, they want things to move in a certain way. Dark elder might just show up and ruin your day and just go home with slaves, and you're like, why? And you're like, nobody knows. It, <laughs> They just show up and, you know, take what they want and they leave. And it's funny because they'll, you know, Dark Eldar themselves, you know, they, it's like even the raids themselves, they're not necessarily like a homunculus will do, go on a raid to get like genetic, like material and like flesh stuff so that you can build things. You know, he's going on like a resource gathering expedition, like as if he was playing Minecraft. He's like, ooh, I need some more humans, <laughs> you know, or like I need some more beasts, you know. Um, and uh, but then sometimes they literally like go, OK, we got Lilith and we got a bunch of gladiators from the arena. And this has been this is a real space raid sponsored by Vect, you know, please buy your tickets today. And then they'll all go on like this big ship with like giant like screens and stuff like that and they'll watch the murder happening on the planet while they're like placing bets and like you know watching lilith bounce from like unit to unit murdering things and be like "Ooh, that was a good one and 10 points that she only kills him with one stroke you know whatever anyway they're messed up and they go in and they raid stuff but they have to do it atop their boats so if the dark eld army doesn't have boats it feels kind of weird yeah. Yeah, we should talk about the fact that the Dark Eldar, even though they are part of the Eldari, the most psychic race there is, don't have psychers. Well, they do. They well, do. They, lore-wise, they have. A, they're yeah. very dangerous. They don't know how to control it. Right. So they've let that part of their like brain atrophy over time. Um, uh, of course, one of the biggest... Um, one of the biggest uh, sort of like story points in the in the path of the Archon was El Uriak, who was the tyrant of Shaddam, who was a psyker and ended up like wanting to use psychic powers to like fight Vect himself in like this big like like position of uh, like damage or whatever. And then Vect basically opened a rift into the warp in Shaddam and then locked all the doors and let the just demons murder everyone. Oh, dude, the, the Dark Eldar do so many, like, just fuck you things to people. Like, for instance, yeah. they made a copy of the Golden Throne and they just let the Inquisition find it every once in a while. You're like, why? Yeah, screw you. That's why. Has no rhyme nor reason. You don't know if it's part of a, a long-term plan. They yeah. literally just go, hey, here's a... And it's totally, like, blasphemy, like, desecrated version of it. Yeah. But it's just, they literally let them find it. They're just like, hey, repeat all over the throne. <laughs> just, <laughs> I will. What are you, you going to do about it? There's another story where they bring, like, an entire, like, um, a salamander company, and they basically, like, they essentially trap a salamander space range strike cruiser and they bring it into the dark city and vect is like i don't like this archon this archon this archon so he literally docks it at like these archons like docks and then like lets the salamanders loose on them <laughs> to, so that the salamander space means like just create havoc and destruction on like vect's rivals yeah so funny <laughs> is that a is that a book that, that that's in 
Oh man, that's, I think that's in one of the codexes. That's one of the codexes. Um, they used yeah. to, the codexes still have a decent amount of of floor and stuff like that. But there used to be some like they don't do it as much anymore because people take it as fact. But they used to actually drop lore bombs in the codexes. Like yeah. they would change the story stuff in the codex, and it was kind of cool because you get yeah. a codex, and I'd immediately start. You know, oh. I power game the list, but I definitely always read the everything with the lore because they used to, and they do it in stories, like the side stories. You know, where you look into a codex and you look through the characters. They would have a lot of stuff like that. One of my favorites, and I've, I've said this before when we talked a little bit about elves, but like, and obviously Drakari are elves, but they. I love the stories where Imperium records the Inquisitors like have met with uh, Eldar, and they get super freaked out because Drakari, basically all of them. I guess you don't meet so many Dark Eldar because they'll murder face you, but like their movements actually freak out, freak you out because they're so much faster uh, and more agile in life and stuff than yeah. a regular human is. Uh, that it's weird to watch them walk almost. It's like interview with the vampire type stuff because they just move super fast and, and they do things. So that, and it makes people, un, other humans, uncomfortable just being around them uh, with that. Well, to most humans, Eldar is Eldar is Eldar. They don't know if yeah. it's an Exodite, a Harlequin, a Corsair, a Drukhari, a Croftwilder. Like, they just know it as Eldari, you know, like in general. Like these are pirates and murderers, <laughs> you know. Like they don't, they don't know the nuances of the nomenclature unless you're like an Ordo Xenos Inquisitor or something that's like studied it, you know. So I'm gonna go on with. Before I ask you a question, I'm gonna ask you this one: Is Jazar the Fallen Phoenix Lord Ara? Ara. Ara. Um, the the fallen striking scorpion Scorpions. aspect warrior founder of the Incubi Warrior case. I don't think so. It might be the it I, because okay, Drazar hasn't said a word. Silent, completely silent. We know that the that the aspect warrior armor basically it takes the soul of the aspect warrior as they go. So like Janezar is a, is like the 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 aspect warrior inside Janezar's armor fuses with the consciousness of all the Janezars previously to create Janezar, right? So he, so it's really the armor that sort of like is a gestalt consciousness consciousness of all the of all the aspect warriors that have been Janezar over the millennia, right? And that's kind of how that the aspect warrior stuff work. However, I I'm I'm thinking that Drazar's armor is hollow. And there's nobody inside of that armor, so I could imagine that the that it is not necessarily the actual physical form of Arn Arn Ahra, but more the armor that is sort of like manifested consciousness and decided to do its own thing, <laughs> and is like so it is, but it isn't like in physical form. It's just like the like memory of Anra like living through Drazar's armor, essentially. I'll take that because yeah. so many of the, the things in Dark Eldar lore are left to be mysterious, and you have to guess on them. So Which I, I like. I like. I do you know, like. There's like this sense of like. There's still a sense of whoa, like you can learn things and be be surprised by stuff. Still, 
I remember when, back when I, back when I started it in fourth. I remember every time a codex dropped, the internet would just blow up with lore because it'd be like, "Oh, they dropped some crazy story or something," you know? Like they change everything. Yeah, and they really don't do that anymore. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not a direction they take it. They don't. They don't do that anymore, and they don't really do cross promotion through codexes anymore. Like back in the day, there's, there's a very fun example that I love is there is a story in the Space Marine Third Edition Codex and the Orc Third edition codex and it's the same story each told from the point of view of the codex that you're reading but it's the same exact same story and they scenario had, and the old, one is uh, from the orc perspective and one is from, from the space, space perspective and they had and they don't do that anymore scars used to uh, white scars had multiple stories of uh, basically the same battles and stuff with Drakari because yep. scars hate 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 dark Eldar with a passion they do and that's okay and we just play with them, so it's fun. I mean, they're currently getting tooled up. Sorry, White Scars fans, but uh, you are. I think your record is currently zero seven thousand eight hundred sixty-four and one. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your Primarch's also in the Dark City right now, and uh, it's not going great. <laughs> yeah, because you're a Dark Eldar player. You're an Eldar and a Dark Eldar player. What's your favorite character? Uh, from the Eldar? No, Brad. What's Brad's favorite oh. Dark Eldar character? It's 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 the thing I, again. I'm gonna have to say I can't use Vect. Maybe because if it's Vect. not because if it's not Vect, it's just he he's laughably so awesome. <laughs> like it's it's he's, he's like mega level OP. Like yeah. he's just like just on the level. That's why you can't really. It's probably one of the justifications why they don't put him on the table because he's just like why would he even. Yeah, he's like ground. like he destroy everybody that even pretends to plot against him has something terrible happen. Yeah, like just he's bad, bad. Um, it's tough on that. I'm, I could go with some oddball ones. If you guys, I don't know if you know if you, you know this one of Tariel. He's a he's actually an archon for the Black Heart. He works underneath Vect, and mm-hmm. he's done some super crazy cool stuff in the stories. So. Uh, I mean, he's crazily good, but I mean, it's hard to not go with either Jazar. I, you know, I'm going to go with somebody that I hated in the, I love in the stories and hate on the. I never, I thought she hasn't been good in forever. Leela, yeah, Hesperax. In the stories, she is so good, and there's so many stories in the codexes. She makes appearances in a lot of the uh, the books. There's been a lot of short stories. They used to put out a lot of those anthologies that came out, uh, way starting in third edition, basically. But she's so good that she doesn't use... She'll go into the arenas, and she won't even use drugs. She's like, won't use special weapons and stuff. She's effectively like hitting people with like two rolled-up newspapers, and she's mm-hmm. wrecking it. Like, yep. Just yeah. she's, her skills are so next level that she can fight with anything. Like doesn't matter the weapon, and she'll actually go into combats, real combats, not just like you know arena combats. But she'll go on raids and stuff, and use like effectively random nonsense weapons. The status that she could be using, you know, the most broken of anything, and she'll use like random trash tier weapons just to show that everyone is beneath her uh, with her skill. And in the game, she's always been eh. You're like, yeah. a regular succubus is always... Her model's cool, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, Brad, you just need to believe a little. I've used her competitively. You use everything competitively, fun. though, my friend. You use everything <laughs> competitively. I'm you sure, can't even yeah. say that anymore. You're like, you're like, this is the worst thing in the game. You're like, I played it last week with an RTT. <laughs> That's right. I love watching Scarry play because I like watching the play. She played crazy nonsense, and I love it. You win with it, and it's. It's a, good, it's a good way to play the game. I'm going to give you this. We're recording this on a Monday, and I want to give this to point it out because you did come up on the cast tonight on the DOG Meta Monday stream because uh, I had said something about you in Dark Eldar, and a bunch of people all chimed in at the same time how great of a Dark Eldar player you were and how much they liked to watch you play. And I needed oh, to give you that props. Means a lot. Thanks. Just Thanks. Came- that means a lot. Thank you. And so. he was dressed as a jester at the um, <laughs> at the narrative great event this year, and it was this wonderful. Is, I've worn it my jester great. costume twice now, and I've, we've won both those <laughs> tournaments. Blake was with me. That's awesome. I am um, no the, the the thing about like lore wise, I feel like Dark Eldar, one of those armies that have usually play on the tabletop like they read in the novels. Like in in a generalized form, like it feels like they get they 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 get their rules relatively good in terms of a. You have to understand, Dark Eldar are three completely different factions or multiple factions within the Dark City. You've got witch cults, and then you've got Hellions, which aren't even witch cult. Like they're just gangs of Hellions. You know what I mean? You've got the Reaver Jet Bikes; they're technically a witch cult. You've got the Scourge, which are like. You know, part of the Cabal hierarchy, but they're not kind really of, in yeah. the Cabal. You've got the Mandrakes, which are like the Shadow Boogeyman. You've got Incubi, which are their own shrines. You've got the Cabals themselves, which are like the meat potatoes of like the Dark City sort of like hierarchical structure. And then you've got the Coven that really runs everything. Like, you know, the, even though Vect runs everything, the Covens run everything. Like, they're the ones that make sure everybody gets regrown, and you have the cool weapons, and, like, they do all the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's, like, really cool that you can get to play with all these different factions that are very different to them to each other in the same sort of, like, lists and armies, and they all kind of work together, even though they all hate each other, and they're trying to kill each other all the time. I'll give you that on that because it may be one of, I'd have to think about it. I do think it might be one of the armies that plays as true as itself on the table as it does in the books. In the, I'd like to see some more different, you know what? I'm going to give it, I'll go fluff because it's both fluff and it's not, uh, it's not gameplay as much, but like, what would you consider your favorite? I'm going to, I'm going to hold you on the line here. We just talked about covens, cabals, and witch cults. Give me your your favorite of each one, and not rules wise, but fluff wise. What's what are your favorites and why? Lore wise, oh my goodness. Um, if I were to pick one, I've always been captivated by just the Cabalite warriors because there was this really cool thing where, like in the third, like I started playing Dark Elder back in third edition, and they always were like the Cabal is like the mainstay organization of the Dark City, where like the squad sergeant rules by fear. You know, I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, you know, that just always captured the fact that he had to literally, they had like high, really high leadership for like third edition and stuff because they had to be so like terrifying to keep everybody in line. You know, that like even your sergeants had like really good leadership. Um, and I just really liked that. I liked the idea that they were like, you know, pirates that ran on, they were just pirates, literally pirates. They just went on the boat and went and shot stuff and didn't really like <laughs> touching the ground. 
and they didn't really survive getting hit, but they were fast and agile and had like equipment that they could use to like destroy their enemies, like dark lances and blasters and and their armor was just really cool. The fact they had like cabalite armor, like that just iconic third edition, like eighties look, even though it's like you know, it didn't hold up too well. It's still like you see some of them painted today and they're like painted nicely. They look really cool. Yeah. I think you could you could still paint the old Dark Eldar and make them look good. They just they need to be more like very Start. They just have to be. They were a little more dynamic than their. They're obviously they're way more dynamic than the craft right all there. Oh my God, some of the yep. worst poses that held are still being done twenty years later. But no, same. What would you pick if you're going to pick like your favorite cabal? Black heart, poison, poison tongue, your, poison, poison tongue's tongue? like that's the one that I tend to like. Is my spirit animal? You know. Then again, Duke Sliscus was like the archon of the poison tongue. You know what I mean? Like poison tongue was like my thing. It's more about being sneaky and stabby and like. You know, being like double crossing, it just feels like Dark Eldar to me. Where like Blackheart was like, oh, we're all hoity toity, and you know, Vect, oh no, you know. I mean, so. you, you get to use that a lot though. It again is the Kaiser Sose, because <laughs> you, you can kind of be a turd and be Blackheart, and you just go, well, if you mess with me, you know, <laughs> Vect might show up, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you're like, see, but really- you never want to get too powerful if you're a Cabal, uh, like an Archon in the Blackheart, like echelon of cabals oh, you're just, just waiting you to be killed powerful, like you would just get murdered <laughs> you're like we both know this was coming right <laughs> yep. just like yeah yeah so if you're going with a coven who's the scariest coven right now uh prophets of the flesh 100 urian rakarth is a monster okay urian rakarth I mean, he's legitimately is, a monster also <laughs> the fact that his goal in life is to experience death in every way possible is kind of messed up. <laughs> like, that's his thrill. His thrill is to get killed in, like, a thousand ways to die. Like, he wants to go on that video and literally do every single one of those. Like, how many different ways can I experience dying? And that's do you his think thrill. He's still scared? Do you think he's still scared of driving behind a lumber truck, though? Nope. <laughs> he's not scared of nothing, and he uh, he's regrown himself so ultra, many times. I say, he's super yeah. ultra crazy. He's yeah. also probably got the most owed favors because he's one of those guys that's been around for so long that he also gives kind of zero fucks about the internal uh, machinations of everybody. Yep. He just wants to do his thing, but he's owed so many favors because of drugs and weapons and clones and every, you know, just in upgrades to everything else from your paint engines to everything. He's just so involved. He's one of those people like begrudgingly accept him being kind of an asshole to everybody he deals with just because you want all of his stuff. Right. You- one of my favorite to- stories ever that they released was um, was for Uri and Radgarth, where the, the Dark Eldar, like, sorry, is it the Tyranids are attacking the Tau, and the Dark Eldar show up and go, we'll help you face the Tyranids and fight them. Oh my and god, I know, I love this story. Is, I love the story. So, so Uri and Radgarth is like, yes, we're here to help you, friends. This is going to be great. I would love to learn more about your culture. Please send me a hundred of your so-called ethereals so I can talk to them. And they're like, ah, we're not going to send you ethereals, bro. And they're like, okay. So then Urien's like, sure, send me. So they send like thousands of like diplomats or like they send a whole diplomatic party ship or whatever. And they and then never heard of again. And then the Tyranids attack 
and then the dark elder show up but like we brought <laughs> we brought allies friends and he like lets loose all these grotesques and they're like hmm why are all these grotesques blue in skin tone? <laughs> he just immediately yes. operated on him. He... <laughs> that was the quote cultural exchange. Oh man, so funny! And that was Uriah just being just being an absolute chad. Yeah, it's great. He's, he just does <laughs> terrible, bad things all the time. And he's is, is that a book? That one? That's um. Oh, what was that campaign book? Oh, it was in the it's, old um. Yeah. In the old, uh, the old coven coteries of the homunculi coven, yep. like yeah. supplement uh, book or whatever it was. Yeah. He, Not he the coteries did. one, but the yeah, back. seventh edition. Seventh edition. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was the psychic awakening times. There you go. The uh, that was amazing. The and his whole thing is is just nuts because they're they're striving to make effectively the perfect engines and beings and everything else they're just constantly doing crazy shit but the thing is is that that's why the dark elder are so messed up and it's like why they are just ruling supreme because it's not about for them when you read so many of these stories it's not about just perfecting the the best combat machine sometimes it's just like the best combat machine that also hurts terribly their enemies like when they turn somebody into that you're like i wanted to be able to fight but i also want him to be in terrible pain forever so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it they they do like uh, it's it, they they do crazy stuff uh, so i have a question actually for the panel and we can start with you brad if what is one unit you would like to see for the dark eldar that you've read about in the lore but have never seen as part of the tabletop the actual mixed, uh, the Beastmaster type, you but the actual Beastmaster types. We've got it on the board, and you can bring a little bit of this and that. But in some of the stories, they bring tiered monster size monsters. Like a Beastmaster mm-hmm. will literally have like Carnifex esque beasts. And dinosaurs, yes. and like from all over the galaxy. Yeah, I, the, I wish they'd have a mechanic. I, I, I wish they would have that because you could have like these big monsters on the board with all these different rules that could have because they could have different stat lines because they're just these. I mean, it's everything from things they've captured to things that the uh, homoculi have literally experimented with. Like, there's nothing you want to see like a T-Rex that homoculi has screwed around with for a few centuries. What is that big drug dis? Oh, drug dispenser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I would love to have that in the in the game. Because it's cool that they have your, you know, your your beasts that are led by the Beastmaster, but like in the stories, the Beastmasters have just destructive like engines of you know these creatures that are literally like t-rexes with just these mutated they they do everything from literally things that are infused with warp energy that's one of the things that dark elder do quite a bit is they have these effectively demon possessed dinosaurs and creatures and just they they have they have no rules so you could put anything together and we haven't really seen that be done in the actual game on the board. I would love that. Oh, My most yeah, disappointing so thing cool. is the Beastmaster is a terrible model. I'm gonna say <laughs> it. It's awful. Like I want, I want, I love the idea of the Beastmaster, and I think he's terrible. And I don't really like any of the monsters. Yeah, but if he was riding a trumped up T Rex. <laughs> Well, imagine, would, if, imagine the new Seraphon release, right? Imagine if you could grab like a Carnosaur and like make him 
a oh. dark Eldar Carnosaur. Like I'd buy, I'd buy dinos. Let me, let me buy a Bastilodon and oh. put a dark lance on it and, and just be like, this is my, you know, and have like a little Archon sitting on his little stool being like, this is my toy. He's like, clunk. I've been saying this forever. This isn't a dark, this is just an Eldar thing. But I've said forever, if they ever release an Exodite supplement and they have Eldar on flying dinosaurs, I don't care what the rules are. I'm I'm playing that. That would <laughs> yeah, be so that's cool. <laughs> so my unit would be uh, towards the end of the path of the Archon. No spoilers for the whole story or whatever. But um, the they describe tortured and darkened and gone mad wraith constructs, and I would love Ooh, yes. I would love to have Eldar wraith constructs. Dark Eldarified, like literally, they corrupted the soul stone essence of the and tortured this soul stone. That's been around for a hot crazy. minute. Yeah, I thought that we were going to get that a while back. To be honest, Blake, uh, we, that that's a story that's been out for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought they were going to do that. I was actually surprised that we didn't get any supplement with that. Maybe we'll get it in the future yeah, because that's one of the things. Well. Let's go back to the the premise of the Dark Eldar, the thirst. They they literally get power from pain. That is the rule of the game. They profit of other people's suffering. In some of the stories, they corrupt things and then just basically watch other craft worlds people like Oh my God! You just how dare you? And you like, desecrated yeah, my grandma's. Yeah, and they're standing there going, "Tell me more about how you're upset about." <laughs> if they had, if they had race Dark Eldar, I, I would play nothing else. You know that, Brad? That'd be my. Well, yes, that, I, mean, I have a whole race army. That's I love it. I, I really thought they were going to do that. There's there's multiple there's a couple of multiple stories of that. Yeah. Uh, so I want little race. You know, I want like I want like. Uh, Rack size ray. Well, you can do it because they 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 the uh, homunculi actually make uh, effectively anything into constructs. They, I would love to like imagine a rack like say a flesh body right that's like augmented like they do racks you know with like extra ossification and stuff to have like blades for hands or something like that and they literally have like a like a like a so like those um the face plates that you get on the on the dark the eldar kits the reverb face plates but instead yeah. of it's like a face plate like that with a single hole in the middle for a soul stone that they could literally like insert soul stone here torture soul stone till go crazy send little soul stone racks to their deaths for fun <laughs> You know, oh, oh man, that'd, be that'd be sweet. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking some cool conversions here. I'm just, I yeah. see a light going off in my head here, like above my uh, head. You got a little light bulb, like ooh. They've yeah. got some great stuff in the stories. I mean, they've had they've had a lot of great stories. I mean, uh, going back, I, the weird thing is, is that while I enjoy a lot of the the novels, I actually think some of the best 40k lore for Dark Eldar is in the Dark Eldar codexes and supplements. They've written some fantastic stories in those. Yeah. And if you're looking for you can get them for the cheap also, because no one likes 7th edition. The 7th edition books and the expansion books have some of the best storylines that they've written in a long time. They didn't do great with the rules at the end of 7th edition, but but they did do a great job of the, uh, the storylines in it. So if you can get your hands on that, yeah, I was just about to say, uh, I got I got yelled at. If you could see this in real time, I got I got told, Brad, you never shut up, and we need to close this down. 
So let's go ahead and talk about some things. Promote yourself, my friend, before we leave tonight. Well, first Wait, of all, before, 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 oh, first, hold on. Uh-oh. I, I, have to, I have to ask my favorite question, which is um, you already gave us a little bit, but give us your top three uh, resources. What what books do you have for people or book series do you have for people to read and learn more about uh, Dark Eldar lore? Uh, so I read, well, the three books, The Path of the Archon, all three of those books. Um, I highly recommend them. Now, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, um, you go to Path of the Archon, which is a three-book series. There are three mini stories that tie into the Path of the Archon that were made. There's also a really fun short story about the Tantalus, um, which I highly recommend if you can find that. I don't remember the name of it, but it's essentially how the the schematics of the Tantalus were distributed, like were able to be distributed around the Dark Eldar, Dark City. And that's a, that's like a little chase story. It's really, really fun. Um, and then Janesar. The Janesar novel was surprisingly good at literally you, there's a whole scene where Janesar walks in to Vect's court and has a, an audience with Vect. And that story, that part of the story is messed up. The whole, ever since she gets to the dark city to when she leaves, it's just all sorts of messed up. And you'll enjoy it if you're a Doc Eldar player. The short story is actually just straight up called Tantalus. There you go. That one. <laughs> That's a fun short story. I did enjoy that one when I read it like many years ago. Holy moly. I'm also running a list with three Tantalus right now. So let's just say that I'm having tons killing of fun. Me. You're killing me with that. <laughs> and it's not just three. It's three Tantalus witch cult, okay? It's just straight up witches. <laughs> <laughs> In a model that can't be hidden. This is not a fluff thing. This is on the table thing. The model is like 15 inches tall. <laughs> Technically only like 8 inches tall from the ground. Uh, from Plus the stem. So, yeah, I was okay. going to say that it's that mm, <laughs> sales up there. Uh, it's definitely big. Oh, man. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. This has been really, really fun. Tell us a little bit about your, about your uh, channel and everything, Scar, before we bounce out here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do I do videos mainly on YouTube, so you can find me at Scardcast on YouTube. I do a lot of videos with mini wargaming as well. Uh, once a usually uh, like I've been there almost two years now creating content. So I do anything from like Age of Sigmar all the way to like thirty k to Warhammer Fantasy to a variety of stuff. But my main army is Dark Eldar. Um, and you can also find me and support me on Patreon, which is probably the best way to do that, where I do a whole variety of different things, bonus content, Discord, everything. So, yeah, hope to see you there. You got some of the coolest swag, too. I need to pick some of that up at some point. You got really nice dice and things like that. So definitely check out all his merc and everything he has going on. So Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we just got in the new yellow, bright yellowy green dice. Oh, I love those. Yeah, those are, those are uh, very common. I mean, very people like that one. Bright, yeah. you know, so you can see it. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Um, uh, we'll have to get you on for the next uh, next love. So when we do, one thing we do, Eldar, we might pull you back in, pull you Bring from the warp, and get you going. When you do Black Templars as well, like that was my first army. Ooh. So, like a full on, straight up you from like Black, a Templars lot of Black Templars would be. I would totally be into talking Sons of Sigismund. Like, let's go. Oh, we're gonna get you on for that. Thanks for being on, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, everybody, and have a good one. Fluffy D.O.G. has created an affiliation with Death of Glory Gaming. This show is produced by Blake Law Studios. Go and show your support at Blake Law Studios' Patreon page. 
Our editor is Seamus Rowan. Opening song was also created by Seamus Rowan.